After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. We're back here on 88.3 WTs. After further review, back in the home studio, we've been a little be a little busy these next two weekends, so they'll be pre-recorded next week, and I'll be in Columbus. Taking on one of the top teams in Division Three girls basketball, so that should be pretty fun. And uh, this weekend, uh, a lot of us were also busy with things um, outside of the uh, the studio. So you guys get a, a nice taped show. But with that, we're gonna have a couple subjects. And the first one we're gonna talk about is the NFL playoff system, uh, or not the playoffs, or just the, the system, the actual playoffs. Do a little bit of a preview and some of their thoughts on last week's games as well. We got David the Man of God Harris and. Frank Vashner on the phone lines. Fellas, once again, welcome onto the show. As always, you know, we always gotta give us give you that round of applause. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh what, what's the deal? What's the word? Well, um, I'll we'll start off. I've got I've got a takeaway from each of the wild card games I'm going to give to you guys. You can tell me whether you buy or sell on these. All right. So what is it? All right. So up first, we'll start, we'll kind of start with something that's kind of been the elephant in the room this week. Titans Patriots game, which I said, I wouldn't be shocked. We said last week, I wouldn't be shocked if New England lost that game. But here's my takeaway from it. That game has marked the end of the Brady Belichick era in New England. Mm. You guys buy or sell that? Mm. I'll start with you, Derek. I say sell. All right. David, how about you? Yeah, I'm also selling it. I don't I know, you know, every it's always at the end of the season, everyone's like, Oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Kind of right in the moment. It's like they're they're good. They're the New England Patriots. They're the top class of the AFC, if not the AFC. They've been doing this for two decades. They'll they'll end it how they want to end it, and it's not losing to Tennessee. To Mike Brable with Ryan Tannehill like that. That's not that's not how they're going out. Yeah, but would you? But David, here's another bonus one for you. Do you think that Mike Brable gave Bill Belichick a taste of his own medicine? A little bit. I mean, kind of the, you know, the student using some of the teacher's tactics, milking the clock, some of the play calling. And it's not as though Tennessee played that great of a game, if we're going to be honest. I mean, yeah, everyone was talking about, oh, Derrick Henry with his great rushing game. I mean, two touchdowns, that's 14 points. That's not breaking their back. I mean, if anything, it was just the Patriots offense all season had struggled. And the Tennessee Titans defense did enough. And often it was just, you know, kind of just doing enough. And then 
force Tom Brady to make a play, and it just happened that the game in there was a pick six, which we usually never see from Tom Brady. But, I mean, it's also New England shot themselves in the foot. Everyone's going to talk about and has talked about Julian Edelman never dropping the pass like that. And that be a momentum killer. Some of the questions about Tom Brady, you know, in the goal line situation, selling for three instead of just saying, leave you the ball check. I can get the pin from the one. I mean, there are a couple of different things. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, but area. fellas, I, I really think with the Patriots, they, they just weren't that good this year. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, they didn't have all the weapons. Some of the linemen were injured. For them to even get to the playoffs that they did, and they did kind of stumble at the end. And it looks like Brady might be slowing down a little bit. But I think at the same time, though, you, you, you might have to start. I think he's slowing down from his greatness where you could just put anybody or anyone on the team. He could still carry you you know, through the playoffs. Now Brady is starting to kind of get to, you know, mortal status, so to speak, where you're going to have to have a really solid line and you're going to have to have some tools around him to be successful. Um, and and that, that happens, obviously. He's getting older. And um, now I think he's getting more to being a, a little bit of an average quarterback instead of outstanding quarterback. Now, do I think that's the end of the Patriots? No. But I do think that the Patriots might be starting to have a game plan to be like, okay, what well, we're going to do life after uh, Tom Brady. And that's something that they're going to have to really, really, really uh, think about. Next up. Yeah. So next one, we'll go to the other AFC game. And I'll tell you, this is one you're not – you can't really sell me that the Texans won, is that the Bills just flat out choked in this one because Josh Allen blows. Buy or sell? I sell. I don't think he really blows. It was just his first playoff appearance, and you can't. How can you blame all that on Josh or on Allen when the defense still had to hold them? I mean, Deshaun Watson really played very well, but at the end of the day, the defense still had to hold them. And it, I think with football, you can't individually put something on someone. I mean, I, I, I think it's a little overrated. I think as the media, we kind of have to make up these stories. For a storyline, and I don't think I don't think Josh Allen really blew it. I think it was a team effort. I think it was some poor decisions on offense that gave the ball back to the Titans to keep them alive. But at the end of the day, though, the Texans. Sorry, but then at the end of the day, though, the defense had to stop him too. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with you, Derek. It's just the fact that I I I wasn't really able to watch this. I was kind of listening to it a little bit when I was driving home from a wrestling tournament, and I just remembered and say how Josh Ellis missing out a lot of his throws. Truthfully, if you're going to be he want to win playoff games, you got to be able to make plays in these type of games, and I don't really think Allen came through when it mattered in crunch time. David, I'll let you uh, chime in. Yeah, I'm going to tell him this as well. I mean, it was really a tale of two halves. The first half, Josh Allen was lining it up, and everyone was looking at Deshaun Watson. And by switching Bill O'Brien for really holding Deshaun Watson back, and it's not as though Josh Allen—I mean, Josh Allen was basically doing what we saw him do at certain points of this season and throughout the year last year. I mean, he's still a developing quarterback; he's still growing, but he's prone to missing the open receiver. He's prone to making those bonehead mistakes. He's prone to 
that are doing something that makes you scratch your head. I mean, I'm, and I'm not just talking about the sack where he's just running around like, you know, left the controller kind of on the ground and just kind of running backwards and backwards or the, the lateral trying to be cute and everything. Like, but we know this part of the thing, but you have to give us credit to Houston. They rallied back and in the fourth quarter, it was LeBron finally letting Deshaun Watson play like Deshaun Watson. And we saw kind of how that offense exploded. Now, are we going to kind of look at the tail two quarterbacks and say, oh, because Josh Allen struggled in the second half, it means that he's pinched? Yeah, that's on the record. But at the same time, you could say Deshaun Watson in the first half dunk up the droid and everyone was booing him off the field. So, so I'm not going to call him trash. It's just like I'm not going to call him Deshaun Watson trash. So it was a good game in Buffalo. Buffalo just has a young quarterback. All right. So we'll move to the NFC games and Saints Vikings. The Vikings get a playoff win on the road. Do we? Is it time to say that Kirk Cousins finally has the monkey off his back and can win a big game on the road in a big time spot? Buy or sell, Derek? Sell. I mean, okay. I, I hate this. I hate. To, I mean, that's only one game. You, you, sports is about consistency and and, and I give I, hey, I I give him a whole bunch of credit in the world uh, I think that he did a really good job in, in that playoff game but, but then again too there was a close playoff game and the defense you know stepped up for for, for the Vikings as well now I, I feel I feel good for them because remember last time what happened when uh, they played they ended up playing the uh, uh uh, Saints. They ended up winning on that miracle catch. The miracle in Minneapolis. Right, and you know, so now they kind of got their kind of got a little bit of their get back on that one. But I, I really think that you know that's that's what really happened. So you like that? <laughs> so they, yeah, he, he did say he did is- say that. So you know. You like that? Yeah. You like that? But at the same time, though, consistently, though, he has not really stepped up in prime time. And those numbers can be a little bit skewed. And even some analysts have even said that, you know, you can't totally blame Cousins for if he's not doing well on prime time or Monday night football. You like that? Yeah. You like that? But also, yeah, too, but also too, though, Frank, what happens this week if he doesn't do well? Then what's going to be the storyline? Well, he did good that one time, but once again, it's been proven that that might have been a fluke. This time, you still can't step up in the prime because now all the playoff games are considered big games. So what if he messes exactly. up? So what? Well, what are you going to say then? What's the storyline? Well, well, Derek, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's just a lot of things I've heard. Is that I said, oh, he's finally got the monkey off his back. He didn't crap his pants in a big spot. Well, I Frank. Yeah, he made some plays down the stretch, made some nice throws, as when it counted. But I want to see more of it. If he goes out and does that in San Francisco this weekend, then, yeah, I think you can kind of say, oh, he doesn't turn into a pumpkin in big games. But also, also on the same side of the coin, I think you also have to consider that New Orleans offense just didn't show up for the majority of the game. Drew Brees looked looked like crap. I mean, Taysom Hill threw the seemingly when he was asked to throw the ball, did a better job. Uh, so I think you get there's all that you can consider too. But anyways, David, your thoughts? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say so. I don't think the monkey is off his back as well. If we're going to be honest, like, getting a monkey off your back means that you're throwing for, you know, 350, 400 yards, but you're lighting it up, and you're the reason why kind of your team won. I think this game was more about the same type of offense. I mean, we can and we can do a whole tirade about how the referees spent the entire offseason putting in rules to address offensive pass interference and pass interference in general, and then, you know, that last play of the game. I mean, we could, like, do that. So technically, if we're going to give credit to the referees, we could do that. But I don't think – I think her cousin, against a top-tier defense like San Francisco, once, you know, I think if he plays well and is the reason that their team wins, then I can say, okay, Muckney's off your back. But just a kind of a one-off game, mm, I'm, I still think the Muckney's still hanging on there. Yeah, I, I kind of think so, too. He hasn't completely got if, if he wins a Super Bowl, then I would say, just like Steve Young, the monkey comes off his back. All righty. Thanks, Terrence. Now, for our last wild card game, Seahawks end up beating the Eagles 17-9. And it was kind of a ho-hum game like I thought it would be. But with regards to – this is about Carson Wentz. It's time for the Eagles to be seriously concerned about Carson Wentz's health, especially late in the season. The year they won the Super Bowl, he missed their whole playoff run with an injury, and their and their legend of Nick Foles was born. Last season, injured again, doesn't play the playoffs, and of course he finally gets to a playoff game healthy, and then he gets smacked by Jadavian Clowney. Nine plays in, and he's out. So my so do you buy or sell that the Eagles need to be seriously concerned about Carson Wentz's health? Mm, yeah, I think you should be concerned about Carson Wentz's health. I, I'm starting So you to, buy that one. Yeah, I buy that one. I think that I to me, this is just my thing is I don't know if if, if Carson Wentz is ever gonna deliver a Super Bowl for Philadelphia. I think it it was a special it was special for Philadelphia to get the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, but if Carson Wentz is going to be always injury prone, you're never really going to prove yourself. Think about it. If you can send out three or four games, and as we know in football, though, though, that is crucial. Every game is almost crucial in the NFL. And the Eagles got in the playoffs because the NFC East was straight NFC least. It was trash. So, I mean, we already know that. So this, this team wasn't all that good, but Nick Foles wins a championship. It puts more pressure on Wentz because – I mean, he was having a great season before he got injured, but at the end of the day, Foles stepped in and won the Super Bowl, which is usually unheard of, the backup coming in winning it. And ever since he's been back, the 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 Eagles have been pedestrian. Now you can say, well, usually teams after they get to a Super Bowl, usually either who win or lose, go into the crack. And that's evident by the last few Super Bowls where the Rams have been pretty bad this season. Um, Atlanta really fell off to the point where they almost were thinking about getting rid of their coach. So um, these next, I would say, five years are going to be interesting with Wentz. If I don't, I think if he doesn't deliver a Super Bowl, it puts a real damper on his career as far as a, a legacy of, of of what he can actually accomplish. Yeah, David, how about you? Yeah, I'm I'm buying that as well, and I won't even say winning a Super Bowl. I just think. Maybe you can get to the Super Bowl because if you look at this season for Philadelphia, one, yeah, they backed into the playoffs and everyone was just like, this team and the NFC East, like, this year, the NFC East 
foreign conversations about reseeding so it's you know we don't have a Eagles home team right? Eagles as a home team but just thinking about Wentz in general yeah I don't think like I think him and Jared Goff the two star studded players in that draft I don't really think either of them are good and neither of them really Goff is more in the head but Carson Wentz is too injury prone he wants to play like he's a Ben Roethlisberger, like he's kind of this man toughness and everything, physicality. I can take all these hits, but he's already suffered concussions. He's already been out with major injuries. I don't even know if if I'm the Eagles. And I've heard some things over the week that say, "Oh, well, you know, if Carson Wentz is healthy, just think about if we have all these other wide receivers healthy, these running backs healthy, because they came off there the kind of ragtag." practice players, squad players, you know, who's who on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the defense played all right, but, yeah, offensively, like, the bigger question is, can all these other skill players stay healthy coming into the next season? Are we going to see another Miles Sanders come out, you know, out of the blue? Are we going to see all these water skiers that you pay a lot of money to actually produce? And then on top of all that, getting to cards to win, are you going are the Eagles going to give him that second contract that pays them, you know, crap ton of money? Or are they possibly thinking about maybe we can go get someone in the draft? Maybe we think about Carson Wentz as not the guy of the future. And he can just kind of be a backup for these last couple of years of his rookie deal. And then we'll see about it injury-wise. But yeah, I, I honestly don't know if I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan how much more of Carson Wentz I'm going to see. Because if he's going to keep getting injured, you know, put him off the passion. Yeah. I, I mean, truthfully, I think it, you, they do have to be concerned about his health. I mean, he's an, he's an MVP caliber quarterback. I mean, he put the he put the Eagles on his back when he was basically playing with guys off the streets in Philadelphia as his wide receivers. Same thing with Tom Brady, though. Yeah. But, but they didn't get it done. And, and like I said, once yeah. again, he did play with those guys, but the NFC East was also trash, too. That is very true. So that's wild card weekend. A couple of questions for you guys about divisional weekend. And, David, I'm going to start with you on this one. All four divisional games are chalk. You buy that? What did you say? I asked David if all four divisional games this weekend are going to be chalk. No, I, I can't see it. Okay. Well, who do, you, who do you think pulls the upset? For me, and people are going to say, well, is it really an upset if the Texans beat the Chiefs? Honestly, for me, I just think it's going to be too high-powered offense. Honestly, the second half should just be seven on sevens and first one to five touchdowns wins. But I can see the Texans defense causing Patrick Mahomes just enough pressure. And think about the Chiefs, kind of how they've been, particularly with the run defense. I think we could possibly see a game where Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson help get a little bit more of a rushing attack that helps spread out that offense. But I get one I see for sure Texans, Texans over the Chiefs. I think, and people, again, people won't think of that as an upset. Now, I could also say that will San Francisco lose? 
probably because I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. I've said it all season. I think he's overpaid for not doing really anything. And if he needs you to win the game, he's not going to be able to do it. And I think the Minnesota Vikings playing without money and the aforementioned Kirk Cousins, if they can get that out and they can get a nice performance from Dalvin Cook, I don't know if the San Francisco offense can keep up with the Vikings defense because they're going to put 19 people in George Kittle. And we know Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw to anyone else. So can Jimmy G actually beat the Vikings defense? I'm not so sold. So those are going to be my kill. I mean, I, I do agree with you on Texans over the Chiefs because the Texans did win in Kansas City earlier this season. and it, But it really depends for me if they're going to have Will Fuller healthy because if they have him to go along with DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills, I think that's going to take Houston's offense to another gear. And quite frankly, I don't really trust the Chiefs' defense in this type of spot. Now, I know Patrick Mahomes will make his and make plays as well. But I, I could see, I could definitely see the Texans beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. I mean, that's what the only one, I mean, Vikings, Niners, I think that one's going to, I actually see that one as being pretty close. I know you mentioned the Niners only have George Kittle, but I think Devo Samuel has emerged as a nice weapon for them. So we'll see. We'll kind of see what happens, but you're that one. You're asking me to put my trust in either Kurt Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I'm really I won't. I don't really know where to go. But if you're going to put a gun to my head, I'd say give me Jimmy Garoppolo in this one, just because he's at home. And how about uh, Titans Ravens? I have a feeling this one's going to be a blowout, guys. You agree with me? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, Mike Vrabel has shown he's a he, he's a pretty good coach. I don't know if it'll be a, a blowout. I, it could be well, a game. It could be a game that could be close early on, and maybe the Ravens pull away. But it, it's playoff football. I don't really see too many blowouts. But hey, it is what it is. Um, we'll see. And I, can, I kind of agree with you on that. I don't. I don't think the Raiders are just going to go out and and wipe the Titans all over the field. I think they might. It'll probably hang close for a while, and then they'll kind of pull away. But I wouldn't be completely shocked if they won by twenty. David, how about you? Yeah, Lamar Jackson's not going to play in the fourth quarter. RG three is going to play in the fourth quarter because I think it's going to be that big of a blowout. Oh, really? I, I just don't see the Titans defense. Going up against that rushing attack and being able to slow it down, and then receiving all this. Like, Lamar Jackson doesn't have to throw, you know, 25, 30, 35 passes. We've seen a majority of these games, you know, 11 of 12 or 14 of 16, 14 of 18. Like, he doesn't have to do a whole lot with his arm. It's can the Titans stop that rushing attack? And I don't know if they can. And we know defensively, Brian Tannehill is not about this look like. Like, he's going to have Ravens jerseys in his face all day. And so, I, I think it's going to be one of those games where the Ravens are like, now they're well rested. We may see Mark Ingram back from injury because now he's rested a couple of weeks. Yeah, this, this one should get ugly big. Yeah, I think for me the key is going to be Ingram's health. If he, if he can play, 
Actually, when he plays, the Ravens are averaging better than six yards a pop rushing the ball. But when he doesn't, it's more like four yards and change. So I think he's going to be the difference maker if he plays. And as for Green Bay and Seattle, I mean, look, I, I this is another one, too. I think Green Bay takes care of business pretty easily. But I there's been way too many times where... Green Bay looks like the better team on paper going in, and they proceeded to poop a hammer. So, what do you what do you think we'll see? Does Green Bay they take care of business, or does Seattle spring the upset? Uh, I can see Seattle going into Green Bay and getting the win. Actually, I mean that's the one team even, I'm gonna count out. Even though they have not won in Lambeau Field since '99. Well, I think the last time they won in Lambeau was with uh, Mike Holgren was the actual coach, and, I, and Hasselbeck uh, was the uh, backup for uh, no. for uh, Brett Favre. Well, well, that would have been nineteen ninety nine, right? I, I mean, I guess, that, 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 but what does that have to do with anything? I mean, Seattle I doesn't want, really it's Seattle it's for one. Seattle for one doesn't go to Green Bay that much, obviously, because they're not in the same division. Or um, conference, well, not the same conference, but not in the same division. So, I mean, to me, that stat right there is hit or miss. And we're and we're talking about something that happened almost over twenty years ago. All those players and coaches are probably not even in the league anymore. So we're talking about what is going to happen on. I believe they play Sunday. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking about that, and we're talking about Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks have had the most recent success. And Green Bay is getting back to the playoffs after, you know, basically a one-year hiatus. Uh, I, I really think I, I kind of believe in Seattle. I mean, like the, they've got a, a record over the past few years of being very competitive in the playoffs. They should have two Super Bowl rings if they would have just gave the ball to Beast Mode, who's back in with the, the Seahawks. So we'll see. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I, I think it'll be a close game. But I, I kind of wouldn't want to – I'm going to give the edge to Seattle. I can't give you a score. I just think they can edge it out. David? Yeah, this is actually a point flip for me because we know what Seattle can do on the road. We know that how they can play in all kinds of crazy wintry conditions coming from the Pacific Northwest. And we know we know what to expect from the Seattle both offense and defense. We know Russell Wilson in the clutch can produce a game-winning drive. But on the flip side... We know Aaron Rodgers has had pressure all season to be the Aaron Rodgers of all. And even though he hasn't looked the greatest this season, it's still Aaron Rodgers at home, knowing that if he needs to do a game-winning drive, he'll find a way. I think for me, the key matchup is which running back is going to be more influential. Is it going to be Aaron Jones versus Marshawn Lynch? I think for me, it leans Aaron Jones just because he's much more versatile as both the receiver and the runner. So yeah, I can see this going down to some last second field goal. I don't, I honestly, I mean, come to my head, I'll say in overtime, Green Bay pulls it out, but will I be surprised if Seattle wins? No. Yeah, both both of these teams are just so even. It's kind of like, if you pick Seattle and Green Bay wins, no one's going to be like, oh, it's the end of the world. And if Green Bay wins, it's like, well, you know, they're right. So, but that's definitely going to be a good game. Yeah, this is Roger's 17th career playoff start. He's got a 9-7 and seven record. I got I to gotta go Green Bay in this one, mostly because 
The Packers are at home. See, I mean, even though, even though Seattle did win in Philly, I mean, after Carson Wentz got knocked out, they only won by eight points, and I kind of thought they could have. I kind of thought they could have played better, mm-hmm. but you know, that's one game. So I mean, I, w- I w- would I be shocked if Russell Wilson was able to pull something out of his hat and get the Seahawks to win? Not at all. But the thing is, everyone talks about beast mode being back, but the, I don't think this is the same beast mode from 2014. You, know, you can count on the ride for the whole game. He's basically not even half that. So I think I think Green Bay wins that one, but I think I think it's going to be close. So I think my my four winners. I'm going with I'll go Niners, Ravens, Texans, Packers. David? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go Vikings, Ravens, Texans, and Packers. And those last two are going to be, you know, points. But... Yeah. Derek, how about you? Nah, not really. You know me. I'm not into those predictions. I just want to see some great football. Um, like I said, in the playoffs, it's, it's a coin flip for me. I don't think there's ever going to be really a lot of blowouts. I mean, you're getting the best of the best teams, so you know, that's what you're basically looking at. Um, just hopefully it's, a, you know, a good weekend of football. Oh, yeah. it's one. Of, this is, this to me is one of the best football weekends of the year. Divisional round Saturday and Sunday, and it culminates with the national championship on Monday night. So, with that being said, we'll go ahead and transition that since I got about 10 minutes. It's left until I got to practice. So, LSU Clemson. Uh, no, 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 Frank, stop that. Those are two different segments and two different subjects. So we're done with the NFL. We'll take a break and then we'll talk about college football, not just transitioning and just doing stuff like that. So what we're gonna do is talk a little bit of the NFL. Now we'll transition into college football the cha- college football playoff championship kind of a weird schedule though we had to wait at least two weeks after the semifinal either the championship game but anyway you listen to 88.3 WCC's after further review and catch us on SoundCloud and on iTunes when we return we'll have the college football playoff preview from Frank and David we'll be back after this <laughs> 